Brea. Welcome to another episode of the La Brea Purveya. My name is Pete Phillips. I will be your La Brea Purveyor. Well, we made it to the end of season one, and the hits keep coming in episode 10, Topanga. The season two premiere is coming up, and it's going to be great. I mean, it's going to be back, so it's going to be great. If you've been watching through Hulu, though, then you've probably seen the commercials about the big leap. They're using this new Quantum Leap series as a gimmick to leap all NBC shows to Peacock. While I'm relieved to have Peacock so that I can still watch the show, I am kind of bummed that I can't use Hulu to watch La Brea. It's nostalgia, you know, and also it's not as easy to pull the clips from Peacock, but I'll survive, and so will this podcast. But who will survive the epic finale of season one? Let's find out. Episode Recap If you recall from last episode, Eve left Isaiah on his own at night in the woods while she went ahead to go meet Silas and his gang of goons. It's morning by the time she gets there. Levi tries to calm Josh. It would be my honor to be your new stepfather. But Josh isn't having it. Eve comes up to the group. If I don't get Isaiah through the light, my children will die. I know, but I won't sacrifice my family to save yours. Isaiah is all I have. This isn't just about my family. Isaiah is Gavin. Josh is your great-grandson. Doesn't change anything. This is about more than just Isaiah. You're not from that village. You know Aldridge. So who are you? And she gets immediately caught. But that was part of her plan, because she has a rock to cut herself free. It's just going to take her some time. At the clearing, Aldridge drops yet another bomb when the people ask her how she knows what she knows. She says that she's responsible for the holes. She says, quote, we never meant for this to happen. And she confesses that Silas is one of the people that make up the we that never meant for this to happen. Ty and Para show up to try and get people to come with them to support the now captive Team Jivai, which, if you'll recall, is Josh, Eve, and Levi. So Lucas, Mary Beth, Riley, and Sam volunteer to help. Scott kind of panics because it's scary to get into a a fisticuffs situation, but Sam gives him an out. He says he can stay and keep an eye on Aldrich, who is supposed to be resting. So Aldrich isn't going to go through the portal, nor is Scott. Billy and Tony aren't either. In fact, it really just looks like Lucas and Mary Beth will, along with maybe Lily and Veronica, but that's all. Sam, Riley, Josh, Eve, Levi, and Ty are all staying. But they are also on their way to the portal, not to go through, but to help make sure that Isaiah does go through. So Lily and Veronica actually left in the night for Topanga. They're well on their way when Lily says that Aldridge promised her that if she gets the page from Silas's book to Isaiah, then she will get Lily back to her real family. This is great, but Veronica is upset to hear this because without Lily, she's all alone. She can't let go of Lily emotionally. But you can't blame Lily for wanting her family back. Except when Veronica steps in a bear trap. Ouch, town population, you bro! Then you kind of think, well, she probably should stick around to help Veronica. Meanwhile, one of Silas's cronies finds Isaiah, but Sam sneaks up and puts him in a sleeper hold until he's knocked out. Behind him is all of the people that I mentioned from the La Brea camp. They caught up to Isaiah almost instantly. If you think about it, they are kind of time travelers, right? So maybe it makes sense that they can traverse about five miles on foot in maybe 20 minutes. 
Anyway, the plan now is to have Ty, Para, and Sam take on the Silas squad, and Riley, Mary Beth, and Lucas will take Isaiah to Topanga. And after they're done, Sam, Ty, and Para will catch up with them once they have Eve, Levi, and Josh back. And who's the funky-looking donkey over there? So many characters to keep track of right now, but just stay with me a little bit. Everything goes down pretty well, except that Silas gets away and Josh is feeling extreme pain, as Aldrich predicted, because the portal is closing and Isaiah hasn't gone through it. On the surface, the Seattle hole is supposed to open soon. Now, I kind of saw this coming right away. I mean, it's in Seattle, and it's downtown, so it's going to swallow up a lot of people, just like the La Brea Hole did. So Sophia, Gavin, Izzy, and Ella try to get Markman, if you remember him, from the Department of Homeland Security to evacuate Seattle. He is hesitant, but he does it. All this time, Izzy is also getting weak and feeling pain. Eve keeps pursuing Isaiah. She needs to get that kid through the portal, and she can't rest with Silas out there wanting to stop it from happening. But Silas has a head start. So Para tells them all about a shortcut through the caves that will get them there faster. But it's dangerous. There are... Booty traps! Scott, by the way, is back at the camp beating himself up for not being tough enough to fight alongside the others. But Aldridge says she needs him to take her somewhere. But he's got some things to say to her first. There's somewhere I need to go. A few miles from here. I was hoping you'd help me get there. Uh-huh. I suppose you're not going to tell me what this is about? And what you said about being responsible for the sinkholes. That's just the tip of the iceberg, isn't it? Please. It's very important. You know, I watch a lot of sci-fi. And there's always a character like you. Is that right? Yeah. Someone who knows more than they let on. Doesn't tell anyone anything. Usually, they're the bad guy. You think I'm the bad guy? I don't know what to think about anything here there are so many strange things like why does this cow have a serial number it's lunacy then i'll make you a deal you get me to where i need to go and i will give you all the answers you're looking for or you can do nothing and things can stay exactly as they are when do we leave Mary Beth, Lucas, and Riley get stopped by one of Silas's squad members, but Mary Beth and Lucas kick some butt as Team Jivai and Sam, which may mean Jivai's, shows up to save the day. But in the scuffle, Mary Beth gets stabbed. She's playing tough, but it's a bad wound. She says that she'll go right to the hospital when they get to 1988, and Lucas hangs back with her as they go a little slower than everyone else. After Lily fails at trying to break a chain that is attached to the bear trap, Veronica tells her that she needs to go ahead and get the map of the holes to Isaiah before he goes through the portal. Look, I told you how much I like Lily, but she's taking a completely wrong approach to trying to get Veronica free from the bear trap. She's trying to break a chain that the bear trap is attached to, so you know the bear can't run away with it on its foot. But here's what you should do if you ever find your leg trapped in a bear trap. 1. Move your foot and wiggle your toes. Bear traps are designed to catch and hold the leg of a bear, not cut it off. Your leg may be badly bruised, but it should not be severely injured or amputated. Attempt to move your foot and toes to determine if you still have circulation, and check for tendon or muscle damage. Number 2. Sit with the trap in front of you. Number 3. Familiarize yourself with the trap. The trap will have one piece of bent steel, a spring, to the left and another piece to the right of the jaws 
in which your foot is stuck. The center of the trap will have a flat steel plate called a pan. Your leg will be between the jaws, your foot on the pan. Now place one hand on the top of each spring. You are going to use both of your hands. Next up, close the springs. With as much force as possible, press down hard on the springs to compress them. As the springs compress, they will lower and relieve pressure on the jaws. So, if you're Lily, you can stand on both sides of the jaws and... Veronica can free her leg. Once the jaws are loose, slip your foot out of the trap. Then release the springs slowly to avoid snapping the jaws closed suddenly and having them like jump up and hit you in the face or something. Next, check your leg for damage and of course, seek medical attention and make sure you get a tetanus booster if the metal has pierced the skin. Lily swears that she'll be back, but if history repeats and time is a circle, I don't know if she will. Ty is also getting sick. This isn't related to the portal, but just the illness that he has. The poor guy. We can't lose him. And he can't lose Para. And love needs to exist in prehistoric times. Oh, and get this. Josh suddenly believes in his father. And it's totally out of nowhere and with no explanation. He says he misses him. It's a complicated relationship. And then they find the caves. So they begin exploring to try to find the shortcut. Levi tells Eve that Josh knows about them, but she's like, I don't have time for this right now. Rightfully so, if you ask me. Josh tells Isaiah how great of a person he's going to be when he goes through the portal, and that he'll be a pilot one day, and he'll fly. That's sweet and all, but Josh was complaining about his father to Isaiah, like, just the other day. So, what exactly is he trying to accomplish here? Like, backpedaling, maybe? I don't know. Shut up, Josh. And then they find the best part of the shortcut, everybody. It's a rope ladder that will lead them to the top of the cave. But boy, is it a rickety-looking ladder. Oh, and of course, it's above a tar pit. If you fall off the ladder, you're stuck in tar, and you'll probably sink. Josh jumps on and climbs up. Isaiah follows. Then Eve gets on, but the ladder breaks just as she's getting to the top. But Josh has her by the arm. What a callback to Izzy having her by the arm when the hole opened in the pilot episode. From beginning to end, we are linking these things up. Remember, time is a circle. With no other choice, Sam and Riley also opt out to take the longer way around since, you know, the rope ladder is broken. While the city of Seattle is being evacuated, Ella is having visions of Lily and Veronica's parting words. She doesn't know who Veronica is, but she knows that she promised to come back and help her. Suddenly, on Dr. Nathan's tablet, the seismic activity that would indicate a hole subsides. It also fades on the paper map. It turns out that the hole moved 12 miles east, so they hop in a car and they head to a campground. There, park rangers are trying to evacuate happy campers. It turns out this hole is actually much smaller than the La Brea hole. It's maybe 6 to 8 feet wide. Eve, Josh, and Isaiah finally see the portal with their own eyes. Wow. Uh, Also, Mary Beth dies. With her last words, she tells Lucas not to go back to his old life of peddling drugs, but to make something of himself. He promises that he will, and he is visibly distraught after her death. But he remained too tough to tell his mom that he loved her before she died, so don't worry, his cred is intact. 
Izzy and Josh get worse with their whole pain as the portal closes thing. So Eve has to leave Josh behind so that she can get Isaiah to the portal. If he goes through, then Josh is saved, and then he'll be back to normal. So this is a good decision, even though it is abandoning her child. Momentarily. Except that Silas sneaks up from behind and takes Isaiah and knocks Eve to the ground. Grandpa! Josh is gonna die! Can't let you do this. Grandpa, please! Stop! I'm taking Isaiah to the light. Don't try and stop me. Take him up there the moment you go. I'll kill your son. Give Isaiah to me. Now. It's over, Silas. But then Para and Ty show up with a gun on Silas, and Isaiah can break away. At a certain point, too, Para has told Ty to go through the portal to 1988. Though they won't have a cure for what ails him, he said that the time could maybe make his death more comfortable, more peaceful. But he would lose his purpose again. This really seems to be his driving force, by the way. But, like, I mean, Parr's pretty easy on the eyes, right? And she's wise and strong and principled and compassionate. It's not all about the pelts and the toothpaste jewelry. So Ty decides to stay. Isaiah tells Silas that he has to go save Josh. Unsurprisingly, Silas doesn't seem to like this, but he also doesn't seem to realize that Isaiah's desire to save Josh comes from character that Silas probably instilled in him. Finally, Isaiah and Josh get to the portal and Isaiah goes through. Immediately after, Josh is better. Like Marty McFly right before he played Johnny B. Good in Back to the Future. And just in case you're thinking that Josh has been redeemed, he's still rude, even in sentimental situations. No, no, we did it. You saved my life back there. You're amazing. It took you so long to figure that out. I hate Josh, man. Back on the surface, not for long, Gavin, Izzy, and Ella jump through the hole. Dr. Nathan stays behind with Markman. I hope that she sticks around in season two. And I also hope that Gavin, Izzy, and Ella don't fall from the sky in 10,000 BC and die on impact. Better late than never, Lily finally shows up after Isaiah is gone. She also has Sam and Riley with her as well. Lily's like, oh man, Isaiah's gone? Man, I had to give him this map. But she doesn't just jump in the portal and give it to him, which is kind of what I thought was going to happen. She stands near it, and so does Josh and Riley. But before it completely closes, it kind of expands and consumes all three of them. So Josh, Lily, Riley, and Isaiah are headed back to the 80s. Oh, and remember Scott and Aldridge? Well, they finally get to her mystery destination. It's a skyscraper in the middle of 10,000 BC. Scott asks, who would build something like this? And Aldridge says, I did. And then they continue toward the building. And to finish off the episode, Gavin, Izzy, and Ella wake up on a beach. They make it back to 10,000 BC, as far as we can tell, what with the woolly mammoth on the beach. But Seattle is very far from Los Angeles. So Gavin says, let's go find Mom and Josh. And that's it. What just happened? So the finale left us with three major questions that we are basically prompted to wonder about while the show is away between seasons. One, where did Josh, Lily, Riley, and Isaiah go? Presumably it's 1988, but geographically, where did they go? Are they still in Los Angeles? 
If so, the Dodgers are winning the World Series that year, so that could be fun to watch. Number two, what is going on in Aldridge's building? How did she build it? Who helped her build it? What's going on with these holes? What's going on with this cow? Is Scott going to be okay? I need Scott to be okay. Also, Gavin, Izzy, and Ella arrived in 10,000 BC. Presumably, they landed along the coast of Washington. Is that true? And if so, what is the next step in Let's Find Mom and Josh? And should I be calling them Team Gazella? I have to add to these questions as well. Will someone deliver Ty a miracle cure so that he can keep living and be in this show? That's less of a question and maybe more of a prayer, I guess. Also, how will Lucas cope with Mary Beth's death? He promised not to go back to his bad boy lifestyle, but what will his new life look like now? All he wanted was to not believe where and when they were, and once he did accept that, his goal was to get out. So what will his purpose be now? What's going on at the clearing? Yes, I am the sole audience for a Peacock original series called Keeping Up With The Clearing. Give me more Tony and Billy, more traffic cop, more of these people who are always wandering around in the background of shots. Those who didn't go to Topanga to escape committed to staying to find a way back home. That is Los Angeles 2021. But what are they plotting to try to achieve that? And what is Silas going to do now? He could fly off the handle or go into a deep depression. Also, is he Isaiah's grandfather for real? Regardless, who are Isaiah's parents? It didn't happen, as far as we can tell, but could Gavin, Isaiah, and Ella, and Lily exist in the same time? This time as a circle approach really leaves us with some questions. Time travel in most movies and things always feels very linear, and changes in it seem to have rules and consequences. I guess we still have a lot to learn about the rules of holes and portals and time travel and all that business. So as you can see, I am left with a lot of questions. I don't understand one damn thing that's going on around here and why nobody can give me a simple straight answer. Digging Deeper It is only fair that in today's Digging Deeper, we offer up an in-memoriam for Mary Beth. Mary Beth Hayes was a mother, friend, and sinkhole survivor. Though she hoarded her own protein bars at the start of the series, she came to share her bullets with people later, like Diana. No, wait, we shouldn't mention that right now. A dedicated mother of Lucas, whom she often butted heads with, Mary Beth cared for her son in ways that he could never understand, even in her final moments. Mary Beth was a proud police officer who held strong to her right to bear arms, and she celebrated her home state of Louisiana. When the going got tough, Mary Beth got tougher, and she never made peace with Josh, which is awesome. We will miss her in the show, but if you enjoy the actor, Karina Logue, then you can see her in 2022 in episodes of Animal Kingdom, NCIS Los Angeles, and Resident Alien. The other spotlight I wanted to do before the end of the season is Dr. Sophia Nathan, because I'm not sure if she's going to be back for season two. I wish that she jumped in the hole too, but I also understand why she didn't. I love Dr. Nathan. I truly bought her being torn between commitments to her professional role with the Department of Homeland Security and her personal desire to do what is morally right. Her love story was solid and tragic in the end, 
And even when she was given the chance to bail because the love of her life was dead, she stayed on to help Gavin find his way to his family. She was a really helpful ally, and I loved her commitment to the mission. I don't know if it was actor Virginie Lavardeur or the character herself, but she seemed deeper and more complicated than some of even the central characters in this show. And it's because of those conflicts that she brought with her. Her driving force to reunite with her wife felt so much more satisfying than Gavin's, for example. Her use of government resources was immoral on a professional level, but it contributed to figuring out a larger mystery that was being covered up or ignored. And yes, as I said before, she's good looking. Laverdeur will be in a new Netflix series coming up called Well Mania, but I would also be delighted if she returns for season two, maybe just a couple of times. In the media reviews. Well, we've been waiting all the episodes now for me to talk about season two a little bit more in depth. And that is what we are going to do right now. Natalie Z, who plays Eve, told the DailyMail.com, The show goes places that will be unexpected this season. Nobody is who you think they are, and everything gets turned upside down. Which, you know, is clever, given how they do the whole theme sequence where they just turn it up. Okay. From TVLine.com, teasing some of season two, David Applebaum, the series creator, told TV Line that Josh, Riley, and Lily will find themselves far from 10,000 BC in a world completely different from anything that we've seen on the show so far. Okay, we haven't seen 1988 on the show, so that still checks out, right? And then we have some information from Deadline, which, you know, is usually giving us some business information about entertainment. Wrecked alum John O. Roberts is set for a major recurring role in the upcoming second season of NBC's La Brea. Roberts will play James Mallet, a brilliant scientist and businessman who just might be trying to save the world. So Wrecked was on TBS at around the same time as The Detour, which is where I learned about Natalie Z, who plays Eve. And so to wrap all this together... Hopefully this is a good move. Para, played by Tonatzin Carmelo, is up to the main cast. When survivors at the clearing come into conflict with the fort's villagers, Ty increasingly finds himself torn between his loyalty to his friends and his growing relationship with Para. Ooh. Also, Ella, Michelle Vergara Moore, has been up to the main cast as well, looking to save her friend Veronica, played by Lily Santiago, who Ella knows from her memories is trapped in a bear claw in 10,000 BC, she jumps through the Seattle sinkhole with Gavin and Izzy, which we already knew. Applebaum says, I don't want to give away too much of it, but I will say that the audience will get answers very early in the season. We're going to enter this building, and we're going to understand why it's there and what it's being used for. Also from the same interview, he says, Josh and Riley are going to be traveling to a new time period. We're going to meet new characters within that time period. There are going to be other people that we discover in the world of 10,000 BC, people related to that building that we see at the end of season one. So definitely we're going to see some new characters because one of the important things about the show is that we want to keep expanding the possibilities of what it is, and that includes finding new people. From an NBC press release specifically about the upcoming season two premiere, the capsule description says, 
Desperate to reunite with her son, Eve follows a lead that brings her face-to-face with a ruthless prehistoric group. Gavin, Izzy, and Ella question whether they're fit to survive in 10,000 BC. Josh and Riley wake up in an unfamiliar time. So now comes the speculation section of the show. Uh, There have been photos released by NBC Universal Media, LLC, and I just went to find these on IMDb, but I'm sure they were posted somewhere on NBC Universal's website. So I'm going to go through these pictures and try to tell you what I think might be happening. Gavin, Izzy, and Ella, who I will call Team Gazella, are in the woods, and I believe that Gavin has a spear or a walking stick. And then when you look at another one, you can see the spear a little bit better. It looks like it's clearly a spear and that there is blood on it. That right there is three photos worth of information that I provided. So this should not be a long segment. There's also a shot of Eve and Levi holding hands. Why why don't you two go get a room? Their relationship is frustrating. Are you together or not? Are you emotionally connected or physically connected or both? Like, just make a decision and live by it while you're in 10,000 B.C. Lucas buries Mary Beth, and Eve seems to be consoling him in a photo. That one's pretty easy to describe. Except that Levi is just kind of awkwardly standing on the side. Riley and Josh walk onto a porch that has a lot of plants. Many of the plants are succulents, so they are probably still in California. But a California with porches is better than one with dinosaurs. There's another of Josh and Riley in leather recliners with TV dinners, a can of tab, and Atari joysticks. So they're definitely in the 80s, and they are definitely laying it on thick. There's also one of them looking at a newspaper, but that's really like a very dull photograph. Oh, Silas is in one, and he looks so sad. He's like strapped to a shelving unit of some kind. It's kind of hard to tell if he's sad because he's strapped to the shelving unit, or he's sad because he lost Isaiah. Oh, and another one shows Sam and Levi in seemingly the same place as Silas, but they're not strapped in place, so I think we can assume that They are the people holding Silas captive. Veronica is also in one of the photos. She is being held slash dragged by some guys who look like a warrior tribe. They have a lot of weapons and handcuffs. She looks very unhappy, probably because her leg is still messed up from the bear trap. Now, before we move on, we have one last thing to look at, and that would be the La Brea Season 2 is Coming official teaser from NBC. I'm sort of disappointed that there's not more teaser slash trailer out there, but we're going to watch this 15-second thing, and we'll talk about it as it happens. I'm sorry, I'll talk about it as it happens. You're welcome to talk, too. It's just nobody will hear you. I need to find my family. Where the hell? Last fall's number one show. I wonder which metric it is that says it's the one number one show. Apparently, it's been performing very well on Peacock. Josh is still wearing the same stupid jacket, too, just in case you were wondering. Where the hell are we? Welcome home. That was Silas. So, you know, that was threatening. Welcome home. Okay, now there's a lot of quick cuts, so let's see if we can figure out. Okay, here is Lucas with Mary Beth buried. Here is Team Gazella. And we have a shot of a saber-toothed tiger again. Can't get enough of those tigers. The skyscraper again. The most interesting one looks really hard to pin down, like it's a really fast cut. And it seems to be Eve inside of some sort of, like, dark cave that looks threatening. 
like there's a lot of dark anywhere there's not dark there's fire and it looks like there's an angry man there too that was that was really hard to pin down oh 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 wait there's there's more there are birds flying in the sky but this looks a lot like the storm episode so that might be old footage that they put out in the teaser there is a plane there is also lucas stepping into a trap that hangs him upside down by his foot and then a woolly mammoth i feel like they put a lot of money into this woolly mammoth because they're using him for everything oh wait there's a longer one and i just found it let's check out survival is the only way home la brea season two this went up three hours ago on the day that i'm recording this so this is hot off the presses everybody Okay, so we're recapping some stuff from the beginning. Since the day we got here. You know who we are. We have fought for our lives. There's something in the water. A lot of season one. Families. I love you, Lucas. And we're not going to stop until we make it out of here. I have a family. That need me. We're going to get them back. Okay, so the first 30 seconds is pretty much just season one, setting the stage, I guess. And now we have Gavin, who's like, I want to get my family back. And I just accidentally uh, paused on a shot of Izzy, where it looks like she's wearing three layers of clothes, which is smart, you know? I, I wondered that at the end of season one. I'm like, should they dress more appropriately? Should they bring some stuff with them, you know? <laughs> but no, they just jumped right in the hole with whatever the whatever they were wearing. Oh my goodness. This looks, this looks ominous. There's like a cave built into the side of a mountain and it looks tough. Like it looks like these people work with metal. This land, they're dangerous. You will not be prepared for. I can say this much. They keep using CGI stuff from season one over and over again. And I really have to tip my hat to that because you paid for this stuff. You may as well milk it for all it's worth. But if I see one more saber-toothed tiger that's stalking somebody and it's the same exact footage, I'm not going to buy it anymore, okay? <laughs> We're in trouble. I still plan on finding a way home. Everything is moving into its right place. What? What? <laughs> Oh, I should I should let Scott say what I was going to say. I did not see that coming. Oh my gosh, it looks so dystopian. Oh guys, this looks this looks tough. This looks tough for everybody who's not Scott and Aldridge. But Aldridge hits a button in a rock and it sucks the water out of like a little pond and then there's stairs that she and Scott can go down. We don't protect your friends. This is definitely 1988. I think we're stuck here. Exiles seem to be the bad guys that I keep seeing looking threatening and ominous and mean. Very bad things will happen. Oh. Oh my God. I think we're stuck here. Very bad things will happen. I'm sorry. I thought that was the end of a sentence, but no, it's just someone vaguely saying very bad things will happen. And here's a, I paused it on Scott with a tear in his eye. Oh my god. Ooh, they got a rhino. <laughs> we don't always get to choose our own path. Sometimes that one is chosen for us. 
You are never going to believe what happened. What? Another. Another sinkhole in California. And this time it's the Hollywood sign. Am I going to have to change the show's cover? Well, I got to say, I'm ready to go, guys. I hope you are, too. So there we are, everybody. We are primed and ready to go for September 27th, where we can watch season two of La Brea and bask in all of the wonderfulness and all of the convolution that makes up this beautiful show. Much like a soap opera, you could pretty much pick your favorite character and then just follow them as the series goes on. You don't have to be invested in everybody. And as usual, if you've been enjoying this show, The La Brea Purveya, and you want to support us in any way, you can go to patreon.com slash y'all heard, and you can give some money there. That's the Patreon page for the parent podcast of this show. You can also get to that website at yallheard.me. If you want to contribute to the show, not financially, then you are certainly welcome to email shout at yallheard.me, and I will get that email and try to work it into the show if I can. It's been fun going through season one with you, and I will do my best to stay on top of season two as it happens, though only time will tell. La Brea. (laughs) 